Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. And it's another week. We're in the middle of free agency. The Steelers have made some minor moves here and there. Uh, they uh, Well, we haven't talked get a chance to talk to you. Tyson Alulu's back with the team. You know that. That is less of a minor move. You know, not a super duper move, but an important one. But they've you had some guys, you know, Rashad Coward, they brought back Jordan Berry, and they just signed Kalen Balaj. And immediately I had fans being like, so does this change? I'm going to stop you right there. It don't change squat. Does no, it? They, they still don't have a starting running back on their roster. Um, you know, so this is, here's the thing. What else happened on Tuesday? The NFL agreed to go to a 17-game schedule. Mm-hmm. Or now it's going to go to a 17-game schedule. If you're going to go to a 17-game schedule, you better have depth. Yeah. And all these moves that the Steelers have made over the last few, you know, a couple of weeks have been about depth. Mm-hmm. You now have three NFL-caliber offensive tackles yep. with the signing of Joe Haig. You, you add Coward to the mix. Well, now you have three NFL-caliber guards on the roster. Uh, you know, that you add Kalen Balaj to the mix. Well, I, you know, I certainly think that Kalen Balaj is, is more of an NFL player than Jalen Samuels. Yeah. I think he's a better, he's a better than, than, than that. He actually is probably more of a mix between Samuels and Jalen Sam, uh, Samuels and, and Benny Snell. Yeah, I agree with that because he's big and he has a, like, he's, he's 6'2", 230. So he's, he's large for a running back and he runs a decent 40 times so and he catches he, and he catches the ball well yeah um you know he's he's more accomplished in that in that facet of his game not great at any fa- anything you know one thing but decent. but decent good enough to get you in and out of a game you know if you're gonna in today's nfl because of this again the 17 games if you're a running back and you average 20 touches per game whether it be in the passing game or running the ball that's 340 touches mm-hmm you're going to need two. Yeah. Maybe even three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think these days of, you know, the, the team's talking about bell cows and things of that nature. Yeah. You're going to have a guy who's going to be your, you know, 15 touches a game or 15 carries a game right. guy. Maybe he's your number one guy, but asking a guy to carry the football 20 times a game over 17 games is just asking for him to get hurt. So you better have some depth at that running back position. You can ride one back and that's fine. But don't expect him to, you know, necessarily play all 17 games. Right. They're going to miss a game here or there. You're going to be a hamstring or, you know, a bruised knee or something that's going to keep him out of the games. You better have some capable backups. Agreed. And again, this still is emphasizing that they're going to pick a running back early in this draft. Yeah. They're not first two, first two rounds. They will take a running back. There's yeah. not a doubt in my mind. Exactly. Uh, whether that's in the first round or whether that's in the second round, they will take a running back because they don't have a starter on their roster. Right. Exactly. And then they, they need to have that prime, that bell cow guy you're talking about. And honestly, it would behoove them to find their Moeldy Moore. And I, I say Moeldy Moore because I always felt like he was the perfect backup in, in, in the situation when the way that they had him in 2008 when he could he could fill in give you a nice hundred yard game here and there and then occasionally catch the ball really well at the backfield and make plays but um for for what the Steelers have right now you're assuming they're drafting that high running back that that's that, that that's going to be the top spot Kalen Balage be, being brought in you know he's going to be battling for the camp spot so between this depth chart you know last year they kept what four running backs five technically if you count Trey Edmonds but you don't really count that uh but um 
who we know Jalen Samuels is most likely on the outs, but do you think there's a chance that Balaj pushes off the roster either Snell or McFarland it, it, during training camp this year? Because we other we're, we're again we're assuming Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, one of those guys is you know leading the room in training camp. Well, I mean, right now, you know, that whoever you draft replaces James Conner on the roster. True. So obviously, you know, you have, again, another, you brought in a veteran guy. So somebody else has to go. Now, I don't know. It's not going to be McFarland. They just used to pick on him last year. I don't think it will be Snell because Snell can still, Snell plays special teams. So does, so does Jalen Samuels, but Jalen Samuels is costing you a little bit more money this year. And quite frankly, I think that experiment is on, is done. He's not an NFL running back. He right. just isn't. Um, you know, every time that they've given him the ball outside of that one game against the Patriots, when the Patriots were more than happy mm-hmm. to let the to let Jalen Samuels run, as opposed to, to having Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball to Antonio Brown or, or Juju Smith-Schuster, um, outside of that game, he's done nothing at the running back position. Yeah. It just it hasn't worked out. And, and like originally, and when he was at what North Carolina State, um, he was you know he was sort of that that Swiss Army knife. He could catch the ball, he could run the ball, and that's fine in college. But in the NFL, you need to be if you're going to do all that. One, you need to be a really good athlete, and two, uh, you need to you know excel at something. And he just he doesn't he hasn't figured that out yet. He doesn't he doesn't scare anybody. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Like if, and again, the thing with that Patriots game was the offensive line blocked their butts off and they, they opened up great holes for him. And he was just able to kind of run through a Patriots defense that was kind of soft. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I agree entirely there. Um, but the bottom line is for those thinking that this might change anything, it really doesn't, you know, to me, the biggest thing is it should say, Hey, y'all, y'all in this training camp, y'all better show up because here's a big, big, fast guy who can, who's going to push you in training camp. And that's about it. And, and, you know, there still might be another cheap signing some coming somewhere, a guy that they pick up for a futures contract down the line, just anything, you know, as long as the cheap regards. Um, But, you know, all that being said, running back, still a priority. Anyone who tries to tell you different, don't buy Don't buy what they're selling because, you know, and I get some people are like, you can't, you just can't draft a running back high anymore. You just, there's no value in it. And you stop it. Just stop it. it well, it, there's, it, there's it, no value in it unless you don't have a running back. Right. And they need one. And, and again, to the Steelers credit, to Kevin Colbert's credit, they tried getting one in the, in the later rounds for four straight years. But James Conner, comp pick in the third round. Uh, Benny Snell, or, or no, Jamin Samuels, fifth fifth round. Benny Snell, fourth round. Anthony McFarlane, fifth round. You know, all these guys, later round picks, you, they took their shots. None of them worked out. They, you know, sometimes you luck into a James Robinson like the Jaguars did or Willie Parker like the Steelers of old did, and that happens. But you can't – but if it doesn't work, it's like, okay – those lucky swipes didn't work. Now we invest and we get the real deal. And I think if they get one of those top guys, Dale, they're the real deal. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I tweeted this out uh, two weeks ago. Uh, it was a stat from 444.com that uh, 80% of the 1,000-yard rushing seasons since 2000 have come by from uh, running backs taken in the first uh, two rounds of the draft. 80%. That's amazing. Yeah, you can find guys in those later rounds, but the A, they don't sustain it, and B, it's it's a crapshoot because there have been a heck of a lot more than 20% of the running backs in the league taken in rounds three through uh, seven over the last 20 years. Wow. That's I mean, that's, it, it's it's pretty, you know, yeah, it's, you know, you can look at that and say, well, you, you know, it's just not good business. Well, 
again, it's not good business unless you don't have a running back. Right. And, and they don't. It, right. And, and, and they don't. And arguably, it's the biggest open gaping hole on the team right now. Without every, a doubt. With, with, Without with a doubt. the position, you can at least say, hey, we got starters at tackle, starters at guard, starters at corner, starters at linebacker, edge rusher. Running back's the one person you don't got a starter ready. And so that's why we keep saying this theory get that and have it move forward. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking more on your Pittsburgh Steelers. Here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. Dale, you mentioned the 17 game season in the last segment. I wanted to talk to you about it because you told me like years ago that this was going to happen. Like you, like you, you were saying like this is coming down the line, and then like all this off season when people were t- all well, all last off season when people were talking about the salary cap is going to be hell in tw- in twenty twenty one as we are in right now, um, you were saying like they're going to add a seventeenth game, it's going to happen, and when it does, it's going to create a boom. So here we are on Wednesday or uh, excuse me Tuesday, the NFL approved the the plan to you know to have us add a seventeenth game as they said they would. Um, the Steelers are playing the Seahawks as predicted. Um, and now, you know, we're, we're in a situation where it's like, you know, a lot of people are pushing here and there about these things, but you, this, this did come to pass. And now, like you said, this is going to help a lot of team salary caps next year. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, that 17th game, uh, you know, for the players, it means a bigger piece of the pie. Uh, their share of the, of the revenue sharing goes up by, I think, a half a percentage point. And you might say, well, just half a percentage point. We're talking about uh, billions of dollars here. <laughs> they just signed a $10 billion TV deal. So half a percent of $10 billion is quite a lot of money. In fact, let me do that on my calculator real quick. 0.5 but, times 1, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, that is five hundred million dollars added into the. Uh, um, oh, sorry, that was that was so multiply that times ten. That's that's yeah, that's a whole lot of money. We're just gonna put it. It's down. a whole. It's a it's a whole bunch of money. <laughs> and that's why you know, for all the players out there, you know, complaining about you know, well, we're gonna make us play a seventeenth game. Maybe you should have been more adamant about that when you voted on the new CBA last year, because that was in. That was part of that new CBA. As soon as the, the players agreed to that, that 17th game was coming down at some point. Now, what won't happen is I've seen I've heard some people speculating. Well, now they're now they're just going to go to an 18th game. The new CBA doesn't let them do that. It gives them the 17th game. It doesn't give them the 18th game. So you won't see an 18th game in the NFL until 2031 at the soonest. Um, and by that time. You know who knows what the, the what the league's finances may may look like. They may decide, hey, we don't need that money. <laughs> I doubt that, but yeah, right. I don't know if there's going to be a big push to get the 18th game. Um, you know, so money wise, this was going to happen. Um, you know, it just makes too much sense. And and I don't have a problem with the 17th game. Um, you know, the way that they did it uh, again, those crossover games from your schedule two years ago. Uh, you know, and having the entire conference, I think they were very smart about this, you know, because one of the things that we kicked around 
you know, how's this 17th game going to work? How are you going to schedule it? You're going to have some teams in division that have, you know, set eight or nine home games and others will have eight. Well, they took care of that by saying, okay, the AFC, you get all the home games this year. Next year, the NFC will. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think they've, you know, they gave this a lot of thought. They made it work as equitably as possible. And, you know, you're tying it into the previous year's records as well. And that's how they do the rest of the schedule. So realistically, it's just another, you know, it's a third game that, that, you know, gets you matched up against or equates to what your schedule was the year before, because previously you only had two games that, that were, were like that, you know, you, you played the two other AFC champions or AFC guys, teams that lined up with you from the other divisions that were outside of the division that you played. So for example, the Steelers this year, you know, they, they play the bills, the chiefs, and uh, the, who was the AFC South champion, the Colts or the. No, uh, it was the chiefs and the bills, Tennessee's uh, Tennessee. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. So you were going to play, you know, you're already going to play two of those teams because, you know, it, and then whatever other division you match up against, you know, and then you play your crossover games against the NFC. Well, now you get that extra game in there. So now the difference between finishing last and finishing first, there's a three game difference as opposed to just a two game difference. And on the, in the teams that you play. So, you know, it, it adds a little bit more parity to the league. Mm. Um, you know, I know Steeler fans will go this, well, the Steelers got to play the Seahawks. Yeah. And the Ravens got to play the Rams. Right. And the Browns got to play the Cardinals. That's not a fun game. Right. And the, ba- the Bengals may have come out of this the worst of all. They got to play the 49ers who were just in the Super Bowl two years ago yeah. and are going to be healthy next year. I mean, they could, they could be the winner of that division based, you know, depending on what they do at quarterback this offseason. Mm. So, you know, I, it all has a way of, of, of balancing out. And, and I don't really, you know, I don't look too much into, uh, you know, people look at the strength of schedule. Oh, the Steelers have the, the, the hardest schedule in the league this year. Now, after, you know, after getting Seattle put on their schedule, well, look who's number two. Yeah. It's the Ravens have the, the second toughest schedule. Mm-hmm. The Browns are like eighth. Yeah. You know, so they're, they're all still playing largely the same number, you know, the same teams. Mm-hmm. There's just a little bit of a, a difference there. And, you know, I don't think it's a, it's, you know, and, and again, it's going to make or break them. The, the Ravens got to play the Rams. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's it, no day in the park. Right. And, <laughs> and again, the Rams with Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, that it, it's not easy, you know, for them at, at all. Um, I, I do think also that is the cool part of the end about the NFL is that, you know, when you win one year, it's going to be like, okay, prove that you're that good. And it gives the teams that were, that had a rough year, a chance to rebound the next year, because, you know, like you said, well, it stinks for the Bengals that they get to get matched up with the Niners. Uh, But, you know, if you're a team that finished in fourth place, most likely you get a chance to play other teams that have been struggling. That's part of why I think the NFL works in a lot of ways, because it, it does its best to say that, Hey, we don't want this franchise to end up being the Knicks for 20 years. Yeah. The other cool thing this does is it gives you an opportunity. Um, you know, if you think about it, uh, you know, over their, the course of their careers, which largely lined up against each, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is only a year younger than Ben Roethlisberger, yep. but we've only gotten to see them a handful of times over the years against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, this gets you an opportunity again. Russell Wilson was in Pittsburgh just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, now you get to come back and see him again. Yeah. That's not a bad thing because otherwise you would have had to wait eight years to see yeah. Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh. And you'd have never seen him play Ben Roethlisberger again. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. You know, NFL careers are short. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you could go because of the way that the, the old system was set up. You could go a guy's entire career 
You know, how many times you see Calvin Johnson play against the Steelers? Once. Right. right. You know, that's just I the agree. way, you know. So, you know, if you want to wow, see those star I didn't players. Think about that, but you're, you're right. They only saw it one happen. What? Dang. That's crazy. You know, it's just the way that, the, you know, as short as NFL careers are, that's just the way it goes. I mean, so if you want to get these guys in more venues, a chance for, for, for fans all across the country to see these guys, this is a good way to do it. And the NFL needs that. I think, you know, they need to, you know, crossing over. I mean, how many times do the Steelers play the Cowboys? It used to be every four years. Now it might be every two sometimes, you know, depending on whether there's more chances for them to lie. The Eagles, you know, the Steelers and the Eagles, you know, despite them not having really an organization or everything, Pittsburgh versus Philly sells every time. So there's a lot more chances from like that across the board, across the league now. So, I mean, I, I like the idea of adding it. Honestly, I feel like they could even add another to the rotation and be like, not another game, but, you know, say instead of, hey, making it have to be the, the two AFC teams, what if we flip it some years where another NFC team gets thrown back into that mix? Um, either way, it, the, the league only- I just think I just think this works out the best because you don't end up playing the same team in back-to-back years. Right. Because they're, because they're taking that schedule back two years. That's why they did that. You know, it, it just, again, I, I don't need to see some of these teams every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it does give you the opportunity to, again, um, you know, maybe you get to see Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, every two years or something like that, which isn't a bad thing, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. You know, I mean, think about it back in the day, how many, you know, we, we, we were talking about, it was a play. It was, it was a privilege to be able to finally see Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Tom Brady duke it out in the playoffs. How many times would it have been nice to see them do that over the past decade or so that would have, you know, that would have added to that, that thrill as well. So, uh, certainly an interesting dilemma here or not dilemma, but a, you know, a situation that the, the NFL has cooked up and now the Steelers get to host Seattle. We're still waiting for all the dates of those. I think it'll be interesting too, Dale, figuring out when some of these games get played because the Steelers got a lot of tough opponents. You know, I know the, the strengths of schedule, it usually does, it doesn't always equate to having the hardest schedule because teams like like the Niners were an extremely tough team two years ago, but they weren't an extremely tough team this this past year. And there will be teams that were great last year that flopped this this coming season. So you know, it doesn't lock into anything. But I mean, still, you got to play Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you're going to play Patrick Mahomes. There's going to be talent that they got to face, and I, I'm very interested to see how it plays out and when the Steelers see some some of these guys especially all the young talent they'll be calling up yeah um gonna be interesting and uh, um again things can change quickly in the nfl given uh you know the, the way players are coming in in the draft and contributing right away we'll see how that works out for the steelers this year and uh you know go from there absolutely we'll be talking about the draft this weekend on the lolly carter nfl draft podcast so stay tuned for that but of course also stay tuned for everything on dk sports radio that we have to offer we've got pitch shows penn state shows steelers pirates penguins dk's daily shots everything coming out of anywhere on dk sports radio be back in the ears later this week i'm chris carter he's dale lolly thanks for listening